Hello, this is Nishant Malhotra from the Middle Road and welcome to a fantastic new podcast. I'm going to be introducing Mr. Jagdish Kini as my new guest here today. Mr. Jagdish, a very warm welcome to the Middle Road. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, thank you for having me here. Right now, sir, you're heading, uh, you're the president at ICF chapter. You've worked in uh, multiple leadership roles in India, globally. You had a very diverse career. You, you were the sales director at L'Oreal. You were the managing director India for Gillette. You were also the exe- executive director and CEO Bharti Airtel Limited. And right now, like I've already discussed, you're heading the ICF Bangalore chapter. You're both a mentor and a coach to top management executives in India. You wear many hats, including as an entrepreneur. You have your own uh, entrepreneurship company, Enterprise 5C. You're spearheading leadership certain initiatives as, as well as you're a member of the board of directors in a very promising startup. I mean, we had a lot of discussion before about 50 to 60 million dollars of seed funding. And that's something very exciting. So you have been there all over India. You've done it all. So when you look back of all these years, what specific qualities and skills uh, help you succeed in your career? Oh, yeah, I mean, and it's a very long, yeah, it's it's, it's a long question, but uh, uh, yes, I mean, I feel truly blessed. Uh, I mean, uh, I feel blessed to be at the right time at the right place. <laughs> you know, if you've seen some of my quotes, I feel blessed that I learned to build brands at uh, Procter and Gamble. I learned to build and manage companies at L'Oreal and at Gillette, uh, and I learned to build an industry at Airtel. You know, and then it's uh, it's it's. Amazing how in one's career I've got this kind of an exposure, and then therefore I, I really I really believe that I've been truly blessed. Uh, when I look back uh, as to my lessons, uh, I learned most of my lessons. Or when I look back for my lessons, I, I somewhere I start with sport. You know, as a as a kid, I used to be into sport, and I used to I used to play more sport than study. And, and I thought uh, sport has really helped me uh, in my life. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, and you know, yeah. along with sports, uh, there have been a lot of life lessons. And these life lessons have been uh, part of my failures, uh, which became an integral part of my journey to success. You know, you know, I, I've heard my dad talk of life struggles, and he spoke of it as a matter of fact. Uh, every one of us, like uh, he, for him, it was like life struggles are there for everybody, and everybody has to go through it. It's it's you know, it's and each one has their own share, and for each one, it's different. You know, for him, it was like I have my share, you will have your share, and each one of us has his his own share, and it's going to be different, and therefore you be you be ready for it, you know, and don't don't run away from it. And I think this kind of an upbringing, uh, being with him for so, such such a long period of time, uh, really gave me that. What helped me understand that uh, I need to accept every situation, and 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 accepting situations also pushed me to ask myself, what next? You know, sport is 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 something that has always taught me about move forward, move forward. You know, I, I've I've played uh, I played hockey, I've played a little bit of football, but I played a lot of cricket and I played badminton and stuff like that. And I was in Bombay School Athletics as well. And I remember one one of the races I, I fell and I didn't complete the race and my, my coach or my PT sir, uh, all he asked me was, you know, he caught me by the, you know, by the hip, scuff of my neck, or, you know, I was a young kid and he looked straight into my eye and he says, you know, did I ask you to win the bloody medal? 
He said, no, sir. He said, I only asked you to play for our school. That's right. I said, yes, sir. He said, then why did you not finish the race? Okay. You know, so that really taught me that you've got to finish what you've started. And life is all about moving ahead. You know, and, and that really is, is really what helped me most of the time. You know, what next? Uh, accept what is there and move forward, you know. Uh, I also learned uh, early in, in life that I need to equip myself with different skills. Because, you know, playing different sport again, you have to learn different skills. And, 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 and uh, when, when my failures came along, uh, I had to ask myself which skills were relevant and which was important. And, you know, and, and then I had to ask myself, and I didn't know this word, but uh, I, I used to disrupt myself very often as a kid also. And, and today when I look back, I say, oh, that's a great word to use, you know, and I say, yes, 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 you know. Uh, I, I started my career in the, with Siemens and Calway, okay. and uh, I worked in finance and later in marketing and sales uh, with Procter and Gamble, uh, and, and uh, helped set up L'Oreal in India, you know, that, that again was, uh, you know, godsend opportunity. All of us want to become entrepreneurs, and here was a company who came and told me, yes, We'll give you all the money you want that set up this company for us in India. And and uh, later on, then I took up all the challenges that Airtel threw at us. And the path was, you know, this path what I walked through, it really wasn't by chance. It was, you know, part of a design. It was part of uh, a plan. You know, and there were milestones which I was measuring myself all along. But you came out with a very interesting, I mean, sports and accept. Accept is sort of one of the themes, the core theme of my site. You know, you have to accept the realities. I think one of the most difficult things in the world to do. And well-being is all in sports and physical. It really helps you, uh, you know, build up uh, maybe your equanimity, maybe your uh, your focus in life. That's so important. Exactly. Because, you know, uh, very often uh, situations happen, you know, and if you accept it, uh, I think acceptance of the situation is 50% of the solution. Because when you're fighting the situation, you are really not thinking. So when you accept the situation, you have said, okay, what are the, what are the facts about it? What is it that I need to accept? And then you, you, you really have a map in front of you and say where you are currently. And then you know where you want to go, you know. So, you know, those maps we used to have in, in, in societies earlier, you are here. That's, that's really the situation. You ask yourself, where are you? And if you accept the situation, it's so so easy to identify where you are and where you want to go. So what next comes up next? You know, so acceptance, I think, is uh, is this something that uh, uh, luckily I, I learned about and accepted uh, very early in life. There are a lot of you know, for example, L'Oreal. That's where I started my career. A lot of uh, you know, very prominent global multinationals. You passed out from Simbasi Institute of Business Management. That's what my first alma mater, my first MBA was. From. So, how if you look back in time and uh, what would you say that you could use those academic teachings in your job? And also, uh, you know, you, you did your management training uh, program at Procter & Gamble, which is, I think, one of the most highly regarded yeah, programs yes, in the world. Yes. They say that's your second uh, master's in yeah. business administration. So, if you could just throw how you translated the academic uh, learnings in your job and a bit about how Procter & Gamble helped management training program. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure whether we could translate uh, the academic learnings into industry immediately, but uh, yes, uh, it does It does take its time for you to really come up and understand how you can do that. But 
But I believe that you know, for every management graduate, uh, the first job, the campus recruitment, I think is critical and it's very very important. And uh, uh, I think every management graduate must give it a thought as to, uh, you know, during my days it used to be called dream company that you would like to work with, but which which company you want to work with and and what makes it so important for you to get into that company, you know, and and. In, uh, because I believe that this is the period when the company needs to shape the individual into a forward-looking uh, believer in positive uh, energy and a thought leader, you know, for the future. So if the if the company has to do that, uh, uh, they need to have good material and good students who come in. And you know, I was blessed. Uh, you know, I, I got a job with Procter and Gamble, and and the twelve-month training period allowed me to get exposure in finance, manufacturing, sales, marketing, HR. You know, I, I still remember, uh, this was way back in 1982, uh, in, in sales I went through a three-month uh, exposure to rural markets. You know, and I was part of uh, what we used to call a van sales program. Uh, and, and I was part of this van sales in Sangli and, and, uh, and the van would leave uh, Sangli uh, on a particular day and come back after 21 days. Uh, and for 21 days, we had to rough it out, you know, and there are times when we didn't get hotel rooms for the night. So if we didn't get a hotel room for the night, uh, the van became our bedroom. So we used to adjust the cartons in a way, make it flat, uh, put our uh, bed sheet on it and sleep, uh, you know. And I still remember we used to even shave uh, in the morning uh, with the side view mirror of the van and stuff like that. Uh, well, I got, uh, then I, I remember in manufacturing, uh, uh, I, I worked on two different projects and it was uh, reduction of waste, uh, wastages and production line and it was two different products that we worked on. In, in, in many ways, I would say PNG was my school where I learned my management. Uh, you know, I learned my skills, I learned marketing, I learned uh, selling, I learned uh, management, I learned um, leadership. Uh, and I, I think I was very lucky. Uh, to, to have uh, worked with the uh, you know people who are senior to me and I learned so much from them and people who are my peers uh, who are today uh, you know doing very very well managing directors most of them are managing directors in different companies and and, and they've done brilliantly you know one of my uh, he was junior to me but he went on to uh, when he joined Procter and Gamble but he went on to become the chief of HR for Procter and Gamble globally. You know, and, and I think, you know, when you have such people you are growing up with, uh, there's so much to learn, so much to share and, and so much to, you know, sort of experience. Uh, so I, 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 again, consider myself uh, extremely blessed uh, uh, to have got this kind of an exposure. For example, you, you know, you talked a lot about the van initiative. Yeah. Did it really uh, make you much stronger when you came out? You know, you oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no. Stronger. Let me tell you about one incident, sir. Uh, you know, we had to collect the cash uh, in the van sales. Van okay. Sales. And and uh, uh, my salary in those days uh, as a management trainee was uh, 1600 rupees. Okay, a month. But that was a huge amount of money at that point. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just, if, if you compare it with inflation, if I put okay, it, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a different meaning. I, I stipend was, I, I stipend was 1620 rupees, I think it was. Okay. And, and uh, uh, that night, uh, uh, the collection of the sale, I, I, we must have done van sales for about 10, 12 days, I don't know how many days. 
and and we had collected about forty thousand rupees, and uh, I wasn't getting a single room to stay. There were no hotels, so there was one chambri accommodation, and we reached there at about eleven in the night, and you know. And the man says you will have to sleep in in this room, and there were about thirty-five, forty people already sleeping in that. So he said, "You put your chadar somewhere there and sleep." And uh, I was bloody scared. This forty thousand bucks with me, you know, if if I lose it, uh, you know, it's it's I don't know how many years' salary it is of mine. And uh, I actually actually uh, put the money on, on a shirt and tied the shirt around my waist and put the chadar on top of me and went to sleep holding the money. <laughs> you know, I was so scared because. Uh, if you keep it in the van it's a risk if you keep it with you it's a risk so you know it was like uh, and 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 the van guys uh, you know generally say you are the boss like because you are the company man so you you know you keep the money but otherwise uh, yes uh, it's 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 amazing how you come out of this uh, becoming so much stronger you know and and uh, i think uh, when you enter a man- as a management trainee uh, you are still a kid but when you come out of the sales uh, the sales exposure not the other exposure the sales exposure when you go through a van sales and stuff like that you already come out as a man man i mean you come out and say you can now conquer the world because you gone through all sorts of stuff i think it's that time which you remember at that moment maybe your this lot of anxiety yeah, lot of yeah, fear yeah, and this yeah. comes out and then there's always this apprehension uh, so you went through the 90s you know You 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 were in L'Oreal during the 90s. You were heading Gillette also during the 90s. Now there's been a lot of transformation which has happened, especially in India. You know we went through a transformation change during that period of time. Um, just you know, especially if you look at economically or in consumer preferences. So what changes do you see in consumers uh, with your stint at Procter uh, Gamble, L'Oreal, Gillette, or, or in Bharti? What, what do you think has changed over the years? Well, you know, the early '90s, our country, you know, saw the economy opening up, and we began to see some visible gains. You know, some even today argue about whether we were forced to open up the economy or not. Uh, but whatever said and done, I think the leadership then showed courage to actually do it. You know, and I think that's important because uh, opening up the economy was not easy, and yet we did it, and we saw the gains. In in the, in this, you know, in the in the later part of '80s, '87, '88 onwards. Uh, Uh, you know, even even in Procter and Gamble, we had uh, about started launching some uh, products. Uh, Olay was launched, Whisper was launched, uh, and then we also decided to get into the uh, uh, detergents market. You know, uh, all that was just happening, and uh, yet it was not a play of uh, uh, you know where we brought in products which were quality wise way ahead of what was available. Because you know, in detergents. Uh, Lever was already here, so you know whatever we brought in could have been a shade better, but really wasn't making quantum difference in terms of. Uh, and same same with Olay. Olay was really different, but uh, uh, I think we already had Nivea at that time here, and we all we also had Lakme here, and people were used to those kind of lotions and creams. And so, uh, what really changed was in L'Oreal when we saw you know com- consumers beginning to demand quality, and and especially. especially when uh, a product is in the in the skin care category or or in cosmetics uh, women become very very choosy about uh, you know on the kind of uh, products they are ready to use or try out and and therefore quality becomes a huge huge uh, uh, sort of a usp and i think uh, in 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 l'oreal we were able to establish that uh, 
superior quality products that we were able to launch and, and we i still remember uh, we launched excellence a hair color and uh, we launched it at about 375 rupees a pack and our nearest competitor was uh, 42 rupees a pack you know so you know i still remember our our, our sales guys telling us sir what are you doing sir uh, how can we you know sell such a premium i said you know uh, I still remember we, we in that launch conference, we talked about how we are going to change the market. And as leaders, I think it's important to really believe that you can change the market. And I think that's important. You know, the same the same thought process uh, came to me in Airtel. And I have to keep telling our teams that, you know, as leaders, it's our job to, to expand the market. It's not the job of the number two and the number three. It's the job of the leader. And the leader has to establish norms and benchmarks to expand markets the expansion of the pie is the job of the leader you know and it's not a market uh, share game after that it's expansion of the pie and of the expanded pie what share do you get yeah the whole pie expansion yeah and, and again Everybody then works absolutely it. and then then in Gillette, i remember mark, mark 3 was launched and it, it just flew i mean uh, because people wanted it you know who doesn't want a nice clean shave and a smooth shave you know so and after that uh, i think mark 3 has been and now there's some even more advancement in that and yeah, all those products are doing exceedingly well so you worked with l'oreal and then again you went to ncr in uh, you did a global leadership course there now you saw two one was uh, you did your first mba and then you went for an advanced uh, very focused leadership course so one how what was the what was the difference uh, in the two which you saw and uh, you know, when you talk about all the leadership issues, what sort of challenges you see today for business leaders compared to your era? Again, you know, I feel blessed that I got this opportunity. You know, and, uh, studying at INSEAD uh, for an 18-month course for advanced management program <coughs> was an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, you know, by the time I actually got into uh, in the INSEAD program, uh, it, it was a very, very expensive program and I must... Uh, uh, be, I'm ever indebted to L'Oreal for having sponsored me for that program. You know, I had put in about 13 years in the industry after my MBA, and, and somewhere along the line, it was the right time uh, because um, I had to get back onto the learning curve. Uh, you know, I had studied an MBA, I had worked for 13, 14 years. Somewhere we were getting, you know, uh, I won't say jaded, but we were getting, uh, you know, into a comfort zone and learning had to happen again you know and 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 i think this exposure to europe uh, european markets european people most of my batchmates were european people from different different countries and, and there were quite a few from who were leading uh, l'oreal from different countries you know there must have in the batch of 60 odd people i think we were at least 15 people from l'oreal and 15 were all from different countries and you know so just understanding from them the way l'oreal is operating in different countries understanding from other uh, batchmates on how they operate they were bankers they were manufacturing guys they were liquor guys uh, there were one or two guys from gillette you know plenty of these guys you know just being with them studying with them uh, case studies with them uh, amazing experience you know uh, and i think uh, the global networking was another boon, you know, learning, learning from these people, being in, a, being in touch with them even now, uh, I think this really helped hell of a lot. Uh, 
so when you talk about learning so you're talking here very specifically of you know learning from colleagues getting a different perspective so also sometimes very you know clear cut skills and maybe quantitative analysis which yeah, is also yeah. something uh, yeah yeah i mean uh, we, we 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 did a lot of simulation games uh, in in that course you know so uh, one is to learn it in theory the other is to really uh, you know uh, put it into practice uh, um, i i write it on a, on a laptop but the 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 central computer was was the fifth company so we were always competing versus four other companies and 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 uh, whether it was strategy whether it was marketing whether it was finance whether it was something else uh, i think these games uh, simulation games really offered us uh, uh, great insights into looking at uh, you know the kind of decisions one took in india uh, one is taking in the institute and how one would come back and change uh the way one operates and is it easy to change is it not easy to change you know what what would your own people say you know you can't say that oh i studied this in ncia let's try it you know there has to be a more compelling reason than saying you studied it in ncia you know so it it is amazing how uh, the learnings from there had to be you know sort of uh, uh, sort of implemented that's how we began to change our strategies you know so uh, how you apply Uh, what you learn i think is more critical than what you learn so the application happens when when you know uh, when you listening to a new concept uh, uh, you need to to understand that concept from your experience in the past and when you do that you are able to join the dots and when you join the dots your learning is is far deeper than than just understanding a concept so i think that's that's really uh, you know to translate the learning from insiad had to be moved into an action plan and and you know joining the dots was really critical now you know you you've had such a diverse career now you were you're on the other side you were a head of a coach now there are a couple of things which come to my mind one um, when you when you're you know coaching youngsters you're coaching ceos you're coaching startup heads business leaders do you see uh, their life with all the so much of technology proliferation of technology going around uh, what do you see you think it's much it was much tougher uh, when you were there as a leader or is much tougher right now uh <laughs> it's a i think it's how i know it's so different to you know come back to two different eras but when you do look at it do you think it's too much of information right now which is creating a problem lot of anxiety because of that a lot of variables coming because of that no i mean uh, uh basically what you are asking me is uh, do i think it's more difficult to be a business leader in today's environment <laughs> well well i think the challenges are different uh, uh, i don't think it's right to compare uh, the two eras you know we had our own challenges i think the youth today have their own challenges which are very different and uh, Today, today, the youth is facing far more disruption than uh, what my generation could even imagine. You know, uh, there are costs to both. You know, uh, if you you know, you need to be disrupted or be dis uh, be a, be the disruptor. And and there's cost being the disruptor also. There's a cost being disrupted also. There's a cost. So possibly it's like you know you say. 
there's a cost to disrupt. Do I disrupt or, or if you don't disrupt because of the cost, then you get disrupted. And then you're paying a heavier cost, a heavier, heavier uh, cost to it. So if you disrupt and then start disrupting the market, you possibly will spend money, but you possibly have a chance of surviving, therefore flourishing after some time. And and you know, if you see some of the of the companies of the late 90s are not just not around today you know uh, most of those uh, in search of excellence if you really look at that book okay, you know none of them you know none of them are around today so what has happened to these companies because they did not become the disruptor and they got disrupted so some some kid is going to come with a brilliant idea and, and change the whole way the way we do things so uh, you can always shun it off and say he's a kid he doesn't know but he will he will teach you a few things maybe ten years down the road when the, when his company is big, you know. And and I think in in, in today's uh, world, you know, the world is flat. And, you know, this was this was coined by Nandan some time back when he spoke to Tom. The globe has shrunk, and we have access to knowledge uh, and and trends across the world, you know. And I think as leaders, we need to be more aware of the trends. Uh, and how this is shaping the future. Leaders must not forget that even their customers have access to the same knowledge and the same trends. So therefore, uh, if you feel that you have seen a trend and therefore you are doing something, don't 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 forget that your customer is also aware, and your customer is sometimes far more aware than yourself. You know, and therefore, I think leaders need to be more aware of the trends and and must understand the customer psyche you know and i think they they need to really uh, uh, see how they can really get in products or ways and means of how they can address uh, the needs of the customers going forward do you think uh, with a lot of technology a lot of data analysis this has become a bit easier because a lot of automation is going on as a matter of fact in taking a lot of customer data which I feel is where the artificial intelligence is getting used out to understand the psyche of what exactly they like. That's what our e-commerce giants are doing. Yeah, you know, there's, there's uh, today, you know, uh, for me, during my time, I used to firmly believe that uh, it's it's the raison d'etre of the company is the, is the customer and it is she who decides what we as an organization will do. Today, today I don't know whether that's a hundred percent true. In the sense, uh, uh, customers are aware, but through AI and through various other stuff, there are various insights that you can drive and say that this is what the customer will want, and this could happen even before the customer thinks that he or she wants it. You know, and therefore you could create trends, you could create the future, and therefore the leaders today. Uh, should should not predict futures, but should create futures. You know, so, uh, we we used to predict a little bit, uh, and we tried to create it. But I think prediction is now completely out of the window, and and it's only about creating. And therefore, you have tools which you gives you insights, and therefore you can create trends for your customers. And you know, somewhere sometimes we we go overboard, and you know, uh, I'm not a very big uh, social media fan, but I feel uh, uh, the exposure that our private lives are getting uh, is something that is very scary for me 
you know and uh, uh, privacy issues and you know uh, i go somewhere and uh, uh, i get i get messages you know and i say i mean the phone is on so now everybody knows where i was yeah you, you know can trace in a lot of uh, yeah, you know it's 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 extremely scary because uh, if if you're looking for a ticket to go to calcutta uh you already get you know and you've not yet booked your ticket you will get messages yeah. in your in your laptop saying how uh, there are schemes here and schemes there and these hotels and that hotels and go here and go there i mean it's uh, like totally the, the big brother is listening to you. yeah that's, yeah and that's so much i've experienced myself i keep hearing from so many people yeah that's truly i don't know how we're going to address that but that's that's really a great point which you've you know highlighted now uh, coming to you we were talking a lot of uh, about mentoring you had a very holistic initiative you, you took you have something known as coffee with kini wherein you, you chat with the youngsters you have an open forum you have very frank discussions you guide them in career counseling so uh, what were your thoughts and key takeaways from your experience i mean you did this in bangalore as i presume yeah right? yeah i mean we, we i had started this some years ago and then we stopped it for some time and now again we've started it uh, this time it's it's on for the last uh, almost a year now every alternate uh, month we we sort of meet uh, youngsters um, and anybody could join uh, uh, we 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 stop uh, at about 30 35 people uh, we we don't go beyond 30 35 because then it becomes a little too big but the first 25 30 people who who register i i meet them at a place and then uh, i speak to them for about 20 25 minutes about a, a topic and then the remaining uh, one and a half two hours uh, is basically questions and answers you know and uh, to be honest uh, this program is i do it for my own benefit you know i don't charge them for it and i do it for my own benefit simply because uh, you know this dialogue with the youth it gives me energy uh, i i i feel really energized it it it, it helps me think different uh they they challenge me when when they ask their questions in in many different ways you know and i get to understand their thought processes their aspirations you know I, and and sometimes i even get to understand their core from where they're coming and and what are the issues uh, that they are facing you know and what are the kind of uh, issues that give them some stress you know and and you know uh, there was a time when uh, uh, bangalore was uh, the, the suicide rate in bangalore was really climbing and i had put it up in my facebook page and i said uh, uh, you know uh, so and so time uh, i've i've kept four hours to talk to people uh, so if you're keen just drop in at my office and my office is the and so address and i had 12 people who came in these were not uh, people who were uh, 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 going to commit suicide but they were stressed you know and 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 then that gave me the idea to start this uh, any this this happened many years ago and and uh, and therefore i started this and uh, the experience with this group is, uh, is ex- actually ex- exhilarating to say the least you know uh, the discussions vary from uh, careers to uh, you know they, they find themselves alone in a city like bangalore you know and most of these are kids who have come from the villages As i say villages is, is you know smaller city smaller city yeah you know they could be from udupi or they you know some of them study at that nitte and you know manipal institute of technology you know manipal is big but uh, the guys who have gone there from the are from the villages 
and when they come to bangalore and they start working in a infosys or a, or or a, or a accenture or something i mean uh, they they completely it's lost cultural, yeah, cultural shock they feel alone you know and and therefore every weekend they want to run back home and and you know be in the village comfort zone is there so they want to go back you know and uh, so these are the some of the issues they face and there seems to be a lot of uh, uh, i'm also finding uh, a lot of peer pressure uh, when I say peer pressure, uh, so what are you doing? I'm I'm working in so and so company. Oh, I'm I've become an entrepreneur. Now becoming an entrepreneur is peer, is huge peer pressure for these guys. Uh, I do not know, but the culture of entrepreneurship in Bangalore is so big now that everybody wants to become an entrepreneur. So that's the latest part, which is yeah, you know, people join a startup to get an idea of how to be an entrepreneur, and 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 a year later they have taken some idea and they start. And you know, and and the in and out of startups and in and out of entrepreneurship and their own products, you know, and it uh, this this kind of uh, becoming an entrepreneur gives a rise to their status, you know, and and they feel good about it and they start. But somewhere it it could give these uh, youngsters a, a false start to their career, you know. But that's one great insight you said during our time and you know during your time it was great brands to work for. Yeah, Forces yeah, are yeah, fantastic yeah, for yeah absolutely. And today that has changed among the yes, years. So they yes. want to become entrepreneurs. They want to be, you know. You know, people join Infosys with the idea of two years later I want to start my own company. That was something which was not very visible. Yeah, before. yeah. The yeah. of funding so much has changed in India right now. I think. So, so you're saying that that is sort of creating a pressure now for a lot of people. That yeah, yeah. If they don't become entrepreneurs, then that's a pressure. For it's them. a pressure, you know, and they want to be seen as an ideas person. You know, uh, they need to, they need to, you know, even if I don't have a great idea, you know, I need to have an idea. You know, yeah, okay. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sort of a pressure, you know. And uh, so, what do you think could be some key policy issues? Did you ever think uh, something which could be helped? One is, of course, they need a lot of empathy, and you also deep down, you know. I, I think infrastructure is, is important. When I say infrastructure is, you know, incubation cells and, you know, one is, one is, uh, I, 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 when I had an office, uh, you know, I had a pretty large office some time back. Uh, now I don't have an office space. But earlier when I had the office, I had about 40 seats. And I used to help these youngsters who came with me and I used to give them uh, space and allow them to use my office for about a year. Okay, that's a lovely idea. That's yeah. a huge social impact. Yeah, co-working so co-working space. space, and I didn't charge them for that. Uh, and uh, but I restricted the tea coffee to only twice a day because uh, otherwise my bill was jumping. And I used to allow them to use my internet and stuff like that. You know, so there were quite a few people who were using the space. And but after twelve months, I used to throw them out because I said uh, it's getting you know you'll get too used to being on 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 somebody else's mercy. You know, so get out and get into the world and do it yourself. Uh, as to I used to handhold them also. I think they, they need one is infrastructure. I think they also need the senior council members uh, and to counsel them and to help them uh, in a way handhold them in a way cajole them in a way uh, you know help them gain confidence in their in their own abilities. You know they, they need to they need to have the courage to continue. You know and at times they me is a huge pressure. You know, I, I still remember uh, uh, I was uh, uh, helping an entrepreneur, advising him, and he was an engineer who was working with one of the large companies. Uh, his wife uh, uh, was a chartered accountant, and she was also working. And this guy left his job because his wife was uh, uh, was working. So from a double income, 
they became a single income uh, couple which was good and and they were managing for up to in two years time this guy was an entrepreneur for two years and he was managing without any salary without money and all that but the wife was looking after the family and and she got pregnant and then the baby came along and then the wife said i can't manage both and she wanted to give up her job now that put a huge pressure on this boy you know so i think uh, these guys don't understand how different issues can impact their entrepreneurship and i think that somewhere uh, you know somebody who's who's uh, been through life understands a little more the senior counsel who you know are able to they, their agility in thinking is far more and therefore they're able to join the dots and because of that i think they can uh, help these guys uh, overcome such situations and you know which can stop them from moving ahead you know i think that's important you know coming to mentoring you have a wonderful program known as expect more achieve more and designing solutions they are bo both well regarded they are very popular now in expect more achieve more you have more of a, it's a three day coaching uh, workshop where yeah, you, yeah. you train ceos young yeah. entrepreneurs business leaders middle managers so uh, how do you take out this nuanced approach because it's very different kind of you know people you would be interacting so how do you come out with lifelong examples which is you know how you connect with them both at the indian and uh, global business ecosystem how do you come out with and what challenges do you face when you are having such a wide array of uh, you know 10 years ago when i became a coach and i was going through a lot of research papers and stuff like that uh, i realized uh, and and the research was quite loud and clear and, and our indian leaders uh, leaders in india when i say indian leaders i'm not talking of uh, the indian origin leaders in in the international market but the leaders in india who who've had not had too much of exposure to international markets working there and stuff like that uh in the research it came out that uh, the the leaders in india are as good as the counterparts internationally but one place uh, or one one area which uh, they really needed uh, uh or or they they didn't match up to their international counterparts was in the area of self awareness you know and and they were lacking quite a bit in self awareness and because of self awareness you know their management of their emotions uh, and and how they they manifest their emotions and how they read their emotions and how they translate it how they translates into their behavior that that really was an area of concern uh, in in leadership here and that's when i decided to you know sort of uh, help that out and and address that uh, through a program called expect more achievement and uh, it's all about um, the the whole program is based on the emotional intelligence framework but i focus on self awareness and self management i i believe firmly believe that uh, uh, if if your awareness of self is high and if you learn and if you if you just begin to understand and get a great insight into that my behavior can impact the performance of my team the day you understand that and you the reasons for that uh, you will begin to get awareness about your own on your own behavior patterns and uh, so on this ei platform i i focus on uh, uh, self awareness and self management and if you if you are if you can focus on these two i believe your relationship management happens automatically because you begin to see the relationships you begin to understand how what i feel and what i do and what i say hurts or helps the other person so i think that's really important to understand
I also use uh, uh, you know uh, point of view uh, tools. Uh, I've, I've got certified in it. I went through their program and got certified. And it's all about using photographs uh, and and uh, the way you see photographs and the way you uh, look at photographs and how you relate it with yourself and your own journey uh, helps you to take your thinking level to another level. You know, thinking process to another level, and it can and bring in different ways of thinking also. You know, and and you know, it's you know, you know, I I still remember one, uh, one uh, uh, very senior person whom I was coaching. Uh, he he wanted to one of the goals he wanted to work on was uh, to leave a legacy behind, and and uh, yeah, I kept asking him as to what kind of legacy would you like to leave behind. You know. You know, these are things which are very vague or very abstract. You know, and and getting it in a, in a format, getting it down to paper, writing down stuff is not very easy. And you know, this went on for a couple of uh, sessions. And I decided, okay, let's play the game. I said, and and I told him to pick up uh, cards, and and he picked up two three cards, and uh, uh, one card was of uh, uh, of a person with uh, you know a screwed up lips, you know, and and uh, uh, so I asked him, "What what do you see in the picture?" And he said, "Oh, there's pain in this picture, and it looks like somebody's punched the person in the face, and therefore there's pain and stuff like that." He was you are seeing pain, you know. And uh, I said, "Oh, maybe." Then he said, "But what are you seeing in this picture?" So I said, "For me, maybe this person is is trying to speak, uh, but has got uh, maybe a problem, maybe something like facial paralysis. Uh, but that person is trying to communicate, and I I need to." Focus a little more to to really understand what the person is communicating. And so, oh my God, I really didn't think of it. I said exactly, you know. And this picture can bring in different different uh, thought processes. And the second picture he picked up was of a girl in the middle of Times Square dancing, and the traffic around her all stopped, and she's dancing in the middle of Times Square. And you know, and then and he picked up a third one where's a lady feeding some birds and stuff like that. And I said, you know, after a lot of discussion, I said, if you if you see the three pictures. How does it really uh, relate to your uh, problem or, or your, you know, this thing about wanting to leave a legacy behind and not being able to articulate what your legacy should be? You know? So he looked at him and says, oh my God. So what happened? He says, you know, I'm quite an introvert. And to be bold like this girl is quite a pain for me. But I need to be bold like her to get the satisfaction that this old lady has got on her face. So I said, so, so what do you want to do about it? And he says, oh no, I have to write, I have to think. So I said, how are you going to go about it? And that's when I introduced him to Markel, uh, Marshall Goldsmith's Feet Forward. And he decided to go and ask a few people as to what kind of legacy we as a company should leave behind. And by the time the next session was there, he was he had a full document ready on what kind of a legacy he wanted to leave behind. So these, these tools really help in, in, in uh, ways and means which... Uh, Sometimes are very difficult to comprehend, you know, and I and that's really where my expect more, achieve more is all about, you know, saying that there's so much you and me don't know about ourselves, uh, and especially our own potential. We need to exploit it, and you to exploit your potential, you need to be courageous. You need to be walking in the gray zone, or in the uh, and overcome your fears, and actually, uh, when in doubt, do it, you know. So it's very good you took about you, know, you took talked about Marshall Goldsmith. I, you, know, you are also collaborating with uh, Duke CA and Coach CA for Japan. 
Now, you do a lot of work in neuroleaderships. That's David Rock, a lot of work he has done there. So, could you talk about how emotional intelligence as well as EQ play a very important role? Both you could talk about how they play a important role in startups or big organizations and, and what are the nuanced differences which you have seen in helping make strategic decisions in life, effective decisions, but how that would help you. Well, Marshall Goldsmith, uh, what I love him for is, uh, is uh, demystified coaching. And he's, he's made coaching so simple and he's, 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 his coaching is a dialogue, you know. Uh, and, 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 and he really brings it out uh, as, as a dialogue which is so powerful. Uh, you know, and, and uh, David Rock, uh, I think uh, David Rock's uh, scarf, uh, you know, scarf is uh, S is for status, C is for uh, certainty. A is for autonomy, R is for relatedness, and F for fairness. You know, he he, he says that uh, uh, you know how the brain interprets uh, the neural uh, neurolinguistic uh, uh, sciences, uh, the neurosciences. Uh, how they how they interpret uh, uh, communication in terms of a status or certainty. How the brain really looks for certainty and stuff like that. And what does autonomy do to our brain and stuff like that? You know, and and I think it's so important. In, in in my workshop in in expect more or more, uh, I combine that uh, with uh, Judith Glacier's uh, communication quotient and and her three levels of communication and and really try to see how we could change the way we communicate with our teams, and therefore can we raise the status of our team members? Uh, can we bring in certainty? So therefore, uh, uh, there is a purpose in what you and me are doing. And, and purpose to achieve a purpose or a goal towards towards which we are moving, you know, and and that's the kind of stuff that we do in 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 uh, in, in the course in in the workshop. Sorry, I was I just think how how do people uh, how does it sort of translate into uh, in a startup or a big organization? You've seen does it play a very different roles? Uh, oh yes, uh, yes, yes. You know, like like uh, if you really look at a startup, uh, uh, you know. The entrepreneur or the, or the founder, uh, when it is small, uh, is usually uh, there for everybody. But as the growth comes in, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, you need to have processes. But you know, it also takes you away from people. And I think that's where uh, entrepreneurs must understand how to be nimble, fleet-footed, and yet small in 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 you know. In belief, when I say small in belief, is is uh, operate the way you were operating when you were a ten member team, in spite of becoming becoming a three hundred member team now. So you know, get that fleet footedness, get that approach, uh, uh, get that connect with with each one of the team members, uh, which is difficult for them, you know, because of course pressures are there, work is different. But then I think the culture needs to be such that it is. It's 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 solution driven, and therefore solutions come when people sit and chat. It's it's about being dependent on each other, not independent of each other. You know, and and how can we work with each other's strengths? And I think that's really important. And I think the this people must understand. In a large organization, uh, people follow processes, and people somewhere strategy is, is is you know good or bad. It depends on the execution. And I think uh, 
you know uh, so uh, it's people who deliver and therefore you need to work with people if you have to create a differentiator it's your team who is the differentiator it's not your product you know even in airtel i used to always tell people that technology is a leveler uh, it cannot be a differentiator only people can differentiate you know and i, I used to always say that uh, uh, your processes make the difference only when people deliver the process so again it's always about building your team you know i i had i had this thing about uh, happy employees give happy customers you know and i say i still believe in it and i still say keep your employees happy keep your employees motivated and you will be able to build a great company so now uh, about a mentorship program how do you customize it for different actors i know mindfulness plays a big role because even and it's a key integral of all of your programs now is there any way one is like uh, how, how how do you, you know strategize it uh, mindfulness as a part of your course uh, as a teaching uh, you know over a short period of time um, and how and how do you think the course which is over a short period of time how do you think it's impacting uh, you know decision making over a large period of time is it because it's for a sh- very short period of time uh, the trainings which you take see mindfulness is is uh, it's it's about being in the moment you know it's it's being present uh, and to be present uh, uh, you have to allow things to happen or, or even better is uh, you need to surrender to what's stopping you from being in the present and it's not easy but uh, surrendering is something which uh, you know you need to do because when you surrender there is a sort of a, a source of power you get uh, uh, it's it's almost like the unknown and that really gives you the choices in abundance now why do i talk about all this is because when you are operating in an organization uh, we we use different sources of power and and very often we we exhibit this power now uh, you know to know the source of your power is important for you for to create insights for yourself and if you create insights for yourself you will be able to uh, understand how your behavior patterns impact others now when you are in the moment you are actually allowing people around you to be themselves that means you are accepting them the way they are now i keep in in my in my in my course i keep saying that you know can you start a conversation or a dialogue with a person with the assumption that that person is complete and is capable and if you can trust that then your dialogue the quality of your dialogue will be different you know very often whenever we start a dialogue or an interaction with a person or a relationship with a person we come with our baggage from the past and i think that's really which hampers the relationship and therefore being in the moment being in the present is critical and therefore you need to surrender to whatever is stopping you from being in the in the, in the moment so it's something which is uh, to understand your source of power which which if you can do uh, the choices that are in front of you is so immense that your life will be very very different but to to come to that level uh, would take a long time
So, you know, I was always very curious. You have so many different actors when you're in a different type of people you're interacting with or wearing very different hats. Has there been a challenge in sort of connecting? Do you have to fine tune your teaching so that, you know, okay, the CEO would listen to, you know, this is what a young entrepreneur, okay, this is something different I want to take out in my workshop. Is that, is that you know, constant? Uh, yes, I mean, uh, no coaching session can be the yes, same for everybody. Right. You know, and, and therefore, uh, we have to uh, sort of, uh, I won't say tailor make it because uh, if I'm in the moment, if I'm listening to my coachee, then I will be responding to his questions and his needs. Very often, we, 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 we start the session by asking the, the coachee uh, what he or she would love to attain in that or achieve in that session. You know, and, and, and there are various things that they can come out with. We will also start with goals in the beginning. And then uh, the, the, the goal is towards which we are driving. But the session is what's on top of mind and what he or she wants to achieve. And, and, and attain in that you know session so uh, and then we see how to connect that to the end goals you know and and we also try and uh, analyze uh, in our own minds and ask questions because of that as to how this person can move towards the goal you know and what does the person need to do and what does the person need to uh, sort of uh, get insights into so if you can help the person develop insights into his or her own behavior and what's stopping her from achieving what is, is she wants to achieve? I think uh, coaching is successful. So now you have done so much, you know, you have yourself uh, mentoring and coaching people in life. Now, what would you say, let's say in your personal life, how much credit would you give your personal life in defining a success professionally? Oh, <laughs> uh, you think you need to have, you could talk about your hobbies. Uh, Anything or anything, your personal thing, which you should do. So. Well, uh, you know, if it had not been for my family, I, I don't think I would have achieved even a fraction of what I have accomplished. Uh, if I have to give uh, some credit, uh, my wife is uh, is the person who, uh, for me, has been a pillar of strength, and and as as and she's been my biggest critic also. You know, so that's always good. You know, yeah, keeps yeah. Keeps yeah. In balance. she keeps and me in balance. Uh, yeah, 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 and and. Uh, you know, this, they say that you can't uh, coach your own family members. Uh, I don't try coaching any of my family members. But uh, uh, my younger daughter, uh, she, she just graduated from Stern Business School. And uh, some two and a half years ago, when she was giving a GMAT uh, exam, she was under quite a bit of stress. And, you know, she's not an engineer. So math was a big issue. And getting a high score in GMAT and all that was... Uh, you know, on top of mind, and for a young kid, it's a, it's quite a pressure point, you know. And uh, uh, I said, let me try and help her. So I, I asked her to visualize uh, her score, and uh, and and you know, normally she would have said, no, no, Papa, don't bother, let me do it. But then that day she somehow agreed, and uh, I helped her visualization, and uh, she visualized uh, the end result of her of her GMAT, uh, and uh, I asked her to empower and to you know, sort of. Uh, and when you empower a goal, uh, uh, there's something called the RAS in your brain, the reticular activation system. And somehow that gets activated and that helps you uh, identify opportunities in the environment. It's not that these opportunities were not there. It was there always. But it's just because you were not focused on your goal, you were not empowering your goal, you had not visualized your goal, 
Therefore, these opportunities were not visible to you. When you do all this, these suddenly these opportunities which are always there suddenly become visible to you. And it's as though the whole universe is, you know, yeah. sort of coming together to, to help you achieve those goals, you know. And it's important to visualize the goal in the picture format because our brains are digital in nature. So, therefore, I had asked her to, to sort of uh, think of a picture and she came up, uh, uh, what I, I still remember is, is the number of 777 uh, as, as the score. And she landed up with a score of 770. Oh, that's a very high score. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's how she made it to stun, you know. Uh, so it was it was fantastic, you know. Yeah, I yeah. gave G mad. I had 90 percentile, but uh, yeah, the 770 is very high. Yeah, and and uh, and she got a skull and and she went to uh, and stun. So I mean, uh, you know, one needs to really understand that if something is important for you, you need to put in the effort. She put in a lot of effort. Just by visualization, just by you know working yeah, on the, it, it doesn't work. You have to, you have to put in the effort. You have to put in the kind of uh, hard work that is required. And uh, I think uh, whoever wants to achieve something in life must go after it and must have the courage to to dream and to think big and to dream big. Your other question on my hobbies? Well, um, sports, sports, and sports. Now you know, but. Uh, uh, with with my bones creaking and and cracking here and there, uh, well, it's uh, it's been sports all the time. Uh, hobbies are always been sport, and uh, I I follow sport. I I play a lot of games. Today, with my age, uh, I can't play any strenuous games, but um, I do play golf. Uh, I, I do I do play twice a week, and uh, I, I I I love the game because uh, it keeps me mentally agile. You know, uh, people say. How can key, uh, golf keep you mentally agile? You know, but there's so much strategy in that game. There's a lot of strategy, you know, and especially if you are a bad player like me, <laughs> you need to have a lot of strategy to try and uh, you know get a decent score. So I think, uh, uh, other than that, I I, mean, I listen to a little bit of uh, music, uh, you know, but I, I I generally it's 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 sport. And yeah. no, I do agree. I think sports. I recently, you know. It makes you more mindful, more more focused. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But this is a very interesting case you gave of your daughter, you know, visualizing. Because I read also Jim Carrey somewhere visualized a check for $10 million and I think he got it. There's mm. a lot of books. I think Sacred also was there, which yes. talks a lot about how... In fact, I've lived my life uh, a lot by... I was not sure whether it really works. But it works. It works. Books. You know, uh, I can tell you because I learned this. Uh, I didn't know about this as visualization and, you know. Uh, when we were playing cricket, our coach had told us, you know, uh, imagine you're uh, in Brebon Stadium and so it's packed stadium and stuff like that. And you could hear the, the noise, the hum and all that, you know. So, when when later on in life, when we actually saw, uh, you know, that, that the, the chant of such and such and, you know, it brought back those memories of when we were kids and our coach used to tell us, you know, think about it, you know. He used to say think. Uh, and, and today I realized that the secret, the book, and all that um, talks about the law of attraction. You know, it it, it works completely because uh, the way I have managed my career also is is through a visualization. Uh, you know, the way I disrupted myself, and and that's another story. But uh, some other time I can tell you that. Uh, but I'm, I'm credit goes to P C Narayan, who was our uh, professor who 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 taught us, uh, who told us uh, that uh, 
you know the shortest distance between two points you are here the two points is 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 a straight line and you go on tangents so his the whole thing was uh, try and stay as close to the straight line as possible so trying to stay close to the straight line meant disruption which he didn't tell us you know and 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 we we and i generally try to follow that and i did achieve my goals uh, i can tell you that uh, the flats that i live in today uh, was was sort of visualized by me when i was 25 years old uh, and you know I, I i always believed that i would live in bangalore but i never got a job in bangalore finally till airtel brought me to bangalore and took me back to delhi <laughs> you know so one just last question uh, we'd like to share one aha moment uh, anything which brings back a lot of positive uh, i mean and you 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 talked a lot about uh, you know lot of positive memories here but one last thing which you think maybe from the mentoring sections or anything which i'm sure yeah yeah i mean from from the coaching aspects yeah, there was uh, there was this um, ceo i was coaching and uh, uh, he he used to not uh, have enough uh, uh you know i can't use the word control but uh, he was not aware when he would lose his temper you know and stuff like that and, and he used to lose his he used to get angry quite easily and i was trying to help him overcome that and there were other reasons because of which his behavior was very different and uh, we were and and i asked him and he asked me a question and he said something i don't remember exactly what and i started talking to him about how would you like to forgive somebody if somebody has upset you and he said uh, but if that person has upset me how can i forgive and we went into some dialogue on forgiving and 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 you know truly forgiving and stuff like that and, and you know when it means forgiving you have to forgive really from the heart and not not from the brain you know and and uh, you got to really feel that that other person had a reason to do what he or she did uh, you know you got to empathize with that person and start believing that what they did was right from their perspective you know and and if if you can do that you can truly forgive and uh, there was some silence for a few moments and generally in 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 the coaching session uh, we keep the phone off you know or on silent or off mostly it's off and he picked up his phone and looked at me and just said give me a moment and he called a number and uh, he, i don't know who the person was on the other side and he said uh, yaar i just wanted to say sorry uh can we meet this weekend and that's a wonderful example and then he kept the phone down and uh, there was pin drop silence and i could see his eyes getting moist so i asked him what happened he says no uh, he's my best friend we had an issue 3 years ago and i don't know what the issue is and i don't want to know but i want him back in my life and that's what he did on the phone and then i said now how do you feel he said thank you you've given me a second life now that was a big aha moment for me i don't know about him but for me it was a big aha moment awesome. so thanks a lot i mean i really appreciate you taking so much of time you had such a hectic schedule uh, we were finally at least were able to meet and you know we had this discussion so, pleasure Thanks. Uh, you showed a lot of critical insights. I'm very, really, you know, 
you came up with a lot of uh, life examples which people can relate to you know when you're talking and people would be listening mm-hmm. so this is something i think a huge boost for a lot of people but uh, you know what would what advice would you give to now youngsters when you see them coming out with either management graduates or from their bachelor undergrad degrees is there something your thoughts you want to i would say dream big dream that's big what yeah yeah dream big and that uh, towards it not that yes, yes. dream big display courage and take some risk boss uh nothing comes uh, easy nothing comes free work towards it and uh, share your gains share your knowledge share your happiness share your success share your satisfaction with everybody around you think that's a wonderful thought so thank you uh, thank you it's a fantastic having thank, thank you. you thank you so much thank you